What is good, everyone? This is your host, Deanna Kempel of Label Free Podcast. To live your best life, you must live label free. We've got Marissa Schwartz, owner of Dr. Rissy's Writing, zooming in from New Jersey. Marissa, thank you for joining us today. Please introduce yourself and tell the audience a little bit about your background and all that great stuff. Absolutely. Thank you for the intro, Deanna. Um, so I'm, I'm Marissa Schwartz. I own Dr. Rissy's Writing and Marketing, which is a 360 marketing company. That means we do social media, ads, SEO, all that fun stuff for our clients. Um, I also own a book publishing company called Gen Z Publishing. Uh, we've published 115 books so far and had about a dozen bestsellers. So very excited about that. And I'm just really happy to be here. You know, I'm a person who I've never had a regular job. I've never had nine to five. Uh, even in uh, high school, all my friends were getting jobs at the mall. And I was like, no, I don't want to do something that's going to make me miserable because they all like hated those jobs. So I've always freelanced or worked for myself. And I, I really love, uh, you know, the whole label free mantra here. So it's great. <laughs> So you actually yeah. have got, you've got some great credentials though. Um, you have a PhD in literature and a master in communications, which is huge. So you've actually taken some time to educate yourself, which is awesome. Um, how do you feel like that has helped you be so successful as an entrepreneur? Yeah. So it's funny. And I, I like, I did, I got the credentials. I, I went to school. I did all that because I do enjoy learning. Um, but I would say that I learned just as much in school as I did out of school. I love reading on my own. I have like, my dad built me all these library shelves and I have like a thousand books and, um, you know, I, I like learning all the time. So a lot of people, you know, say, oh, well, do I need an advanced degree to do what you do? Absolutely not. Like I know people who they're in college or they, they have a college degree and they own a, a marketing company. But, um, I think that what I've used it for at least is uh, I, I took a lot of business courses while I was in school. I took a lot of literature courses, obviously, which helps with the book publishing. So I got the education that, you know, I needed for what I do. Whereas, you know, other people, uh, maybe they, they read or take Demi courses or whatever. It's, it's all about your path. Um, but for me, it was just, that was the right path. Uh, and then I, of course, named the company Dr. Rissy's after the fact that I have the, the doctorate. Um, but I'm just a lifelong learner. And, and to me, I think the biggest thing is just showing people that I'm a lifelong learner. That's why I have the credentials. That's why I took going to school seriously. Sure. Uh, yeah. I love that. And so um, now you, let's talk about your, your business. And, and it's very relevant today what you do um, with the social media and helping your, helping your clients. What is a 360 service? Yeah, so 360 encompasses really everything that you need to succeed online and getting people to know about your brand to engage. So the first is social media posts, so just organic social media, uh, you know, kind of the old-fashioned posts that everybody thinks of, like posting on Facebook, posting on Twitter, just an image or a graphic and your text and your hashtags. Uh, that's one aspect of it, but unfortunately, a lot of um, well, it's not necessarily unfortunately, but a lot of social media platforms are now kind of pay to play, meaning that nobody's going to see those organic posts if you don't do ads. So we help our clients do ads, which is, ads are a very good thing because you're able to find people that you wouldn't have otherwise found. You can We can target people based on their interests, the magazines they read. I mean, so many things. Yeah. Uh, and this is why like Apple is having issues with Facebook because we really, I mean, we can target them based on like the littlest interests. Uh, so we do that for our clients. We also do SEO, which goes hand in hand with social media, basically getting uh, people ranked on Google. So that if somebody searches for specifically what you do, they find you. 
Um, and then we do PR, which goes hand in hand with everything I mentioned where we've gotten clients featured on Forbes and Inc. Wow. And by doing that, you know, it's great for social media where they show all their followers, Hey, look at this article of me on Forbes. It's great for SEO because uh, there's a lot of SEO juice in an article that's on such a big website. Um, so yeah, so those are our four pillars, SEO, social media ads, and uh, PR. I love it. So like I, before we started recording, I was telling you that I took a class and how to understand how to work with social media a little bit more because it really is, I mean, it's not going anywhere and it's growing and it's such a powerful platform if you know how to use it correctly. So why don't you tell us like, what is the, like one of the main things that your clients are up against that, that are trying to get more of uh, grow their engagement on social media? Yeah, they are their own worst enemy. A lot of the times when we first start working with them, a lot of people, uh, so there are a lot of issues that I consistently see. The first is them just being afraid to outsource. You know, they think, oh, I need to do everything myself. Meanwhile, there's 15 hours of the week that's taken doing all these things. Like on average, these, this work that we do for our clients takes about 15 hours to write the articles, to, you know, do the social media posts, to do it properly, where you should be posting daily on most platforms. It takes time. So a lot of people think they need to do it themselves and then they're overextended or they do it wrong or they like half-ass it and they only post one, you know, on holidays and nobody's seeing it on holiday. So that's one of the biggest things is people think they need to be a, a one person wolf pack and do it all themselves. It's not true. You actually make money by outsourcing things like this, where, you know, if you're trying to run, I, I see this all the time. Somebody tries to run ads themselves. They don't know what they're doing. They don't know how to target. So they wind up losing like $10 a lead. Whereas with us, we can get you a lead for 50 cents. Yeah. Uh, you know, so you actually save a lot of money by hiring people uh, in this industry. Sure. And so what does it typically look like for your client? So let's say I come to you and for my podcast, which I do everything myself currently. And so I'm probably my own worst enemy. You'd probably be like, oh my God, you're such a mess. Because um, I am, you know, I'm juggling a lot and I probably am not doing it effectively. So let's say I come to you and I wanted to it, like hire you. Where would that conversation start? Like how did, would you, like when you consult with a client, how does, what does that look like? Yeah. So uh, usually we talk about needs and, and what your goals are. So, uh, you know, for, for somebody like you, or if you have a podcast, so is your goal to get more listenership? Is it to use the podcast almost like a lead magnet and then get them to take a course or to consult or do different things? So uh, based on somebody's specific goals is where we take them. So if they have a goal, they just say, you know, I want listenership. We can do organic social media and uh, a, an engagement ad, which engagement ads are so cheap. We could spend like $50 and reach 10,000 people. Oh, wow. um, yeah. So, I mean, there, there are things like that. Or if somebody, you know, has a whole big funnel and they have a whole plan where, well, I'm going to get them in through my podcast and then uh, they're going to take my course and then I'm going to sell them my book. That's a bigger strategy where then we get the PR aspects and the SEO involved. Oh my gosh. I just love it. Okay. We might have to have a consultation a little bit later. Absolutely. Um, I actually, I like this question that you had, how to have a great impact on social media? Yeah. So there are many ways uh, to do that. Um, I mean, the first is just to be genuine. People can tell when you're phoning it in and when you're not. And, and I can even talk from experience. When I first started on social media, I felt like I needed to be a certain way. So, you know, I always made sure my hair was perfect and just uh, that, you know, I have full face of makeup and, and, and that I 
uh, only spoke with, you know, big words and all these like things. And then when I realized, you know, I, I'm, I'm the type of girl, I, I like wearing colorful stuff and just yeah. being me and just talking with my Jersey accent. I get more comments from people on my Jersey accent. So instead of trying to mask that, and instead of trying to do everything perfectly, once I started just being me and showing, hey, I love neon green, I love colors, yeah. that's when I started getting more engagement. So it's all about the branding, you know, the it works for other, like maybe other people, like my mother, for example, she was a debutante. She wouldn't be caught dead, not wearing, you know, everything, wearing pearl and pearls and everything like she, that's her brand. Right. Um, so it's, it's about finding your brand um, and just being genuine. It's very interesting. You said, said that because I actually, I was in a virtual networking um, event last night after I actually recorded. And then I jumped into this event and we broke out into breakout rooms and I, I was just talking about how it's so important these days to really have your own personal brand because there's so there's so much competition out there around every you know just around all of us you know what you do what i do you know like what our, my neighbor does and that it's really important to to find out like to be who be what your brand is and to have that very um dialed in and so like, I think I've got that down now, like what you're saying, I, I am a little flashy and a little makeup -y, but I'm also can be like, you know, no makeup and just wear my glasses. I am like, I'm, I'm a little bit of both. I don't have to be all done up all the time because I don't give a fuck. <laughs> you know? So like, I'm okay showing both sides of that. And that is my brand. I'm a very strong, like outgoing, vibrant person. And that's who I am. And I, and I was telling when we were in this breakout room and I was just saying, I think that it's very important. There is an audience for everyone. Yeah. And as you're going out there and you're building your, your brand, even in the professional world, it's very important to have that very like nailed down. So true. It is yeah. so true. And I actually, I'm, I'm taking a course right now. Um, it's for women entrepreneurs. And there was one thing, and I love this course, but there was one thing that they said that is, I think what got me really thinking about this, they said, well, if you're in a professional setting, you should always be done up and be perfect. But I'm thinking, and they said, whoever you're meeting with, that's who you should be acting like or whoever you want to. And I'm like, no, you should be yourself. What are you talking about? So uh, yeah, I think that that might be the old school way to look at. It. And now people like, especially the TikTok generation, people just like seeing genuine and knowing, oh, that's a real person. That's not a robot, you know? Oh, I totally agree. I mean, I think that, well, I mean, this whole pandemic that we've gone through this last year, I, I feel has changed a lot of that dynamic. I mean, people are zooming in from home. They're sitting around in their underwear, <laughs> you know, like they may have put like a little something on, but I mean, when I, I I'm currently unemployed, I'm looking for a job right now. I, I, my podcast is kind of like a hobby. I absolutely love it. It's more of like a full-time job these days, but um, I remember zooming in with my team and like, there wasn't too many people that were looked like they looked like they rolled out of bed. So, so I kind of disagree with that. What the, they're telling you in that class. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I thought. I, I mean, even if you're gone LinkedIn, I'm not sure. If, I'm sure you're on LinkedIn. You oh, yeah. see these people that put post these videos of like, you know, zooming in, not zooming in. Like it, you know what I'm talking about? Just like the memes where you have like the dog, the hair is all over the place. And it's yeah. just like, that's kind of like what people are used to this past year. So it's true. I don't, I just, I don't agree with that statement, but mm -hmm. here's something that I, I like, I saw this on here and I'm curious, 
what was breaking a Guinness World Record and being on TV on MTV? Yeah, so um, when I was 16, I wrote a book about contests because as a teenager, I was very competitive. I entered a lot, like that was my creative outlet. I uh, entered video contests, I would make videos, I would write, enter writing contests. So uh, by entering so many, I had a lot of experiences and I decided to write a book about it and to promote the book, even back then, I had like that marketing kind of like sure. interest. So I thought, what's a great way to promote a book about contests? Let me win the ultimate contest, which would be breaking a Guinness World Record. So um, I broke the world record for making the world's longest chain of bracelets. And then a few years ago, Lifetime came out with a show about people reaching their goals. So I broke the record again for their show uh, for a solo person making the world's longest chain of bracelets. And uh, the first one was like 1100 bracelets. And I had to put on um, a hose, like the thing that you put hoses on because yeah. it was so long. And then the second time I was up to like 4,000 bracelets, maybe 5,000. It was a lot. <laughs> it was, it was a lot, but I just, I love jewelry making. So you know, most people, while they're sitting watching TV, like they'll have a snack or they'll sure. just sit and watch TV. I can't do that. I have like undiagnosed ADD or something where I can't. So when I sit and watch TV or even, you know, listening to something, I'll, I'll be beating. Yeah. It's just what I do. So I was like, why not make something with that? That's very, you are impressive. Holy crap. You're a type <laughs> A though. So I'm, I'm like that. I'm not like, I haven't done those kind of things. I'm more on the sports side of, of stuff. But like watching TV, I can't sit around a snack either. I have to be doing something like cleaning, like writing down my list for the next day, yes. <laughs> you know, just like that type A mentality, but that's really cool. So what, what else do you want to do? Like, I, I'm, I'm not going off any, any of the questions that I was going to ask. No worries. Cause you, I mean, you've done a lot so far. So what, what else do you have in store for, for yourself? Yeah, I want to keep growing my businesses. You know, I'm up to 28 members on my team. And these are people who I know, I've known for years. I respect them. I mean, I have a team member. I went to elementary school with them. I have another team member who I was a fan of uh, his writing. And I was uh, like, so honored. He, he wanted to write for me and be on my team and write for my team. So like, I'm really proud of the people on my team. I want to keep growing that team. And I want to keep also growing our client base. We also have a lot of amazing clients. So I want to keep growing that on, on the marketing end, on the book publishing end, uh, you know, just I, my dream for a long time has been to have one of our books turn into a film. We've come very close several times to having it turned into a film. It hasn't happened yet, but eventually I'd like that to happen. And then um, I actually made a TikTok on this this morning. Somebody said to me, what's your dream job? And I said, well, my dream job was always being an entrepreneur, but I think that my dream job for when I like maybe retire is to start an animal rescue. Uh, <gasps> Yeah, I, I have two uh, rescue pups. They're my world. I love them. I love the fact that I get to work from home with them every day. Yeah. Um, and just there are so many animals out there in need. I have uh, a property with two acres. So why not make a rescue for them? I just don't have the time now. Like I, I know that if I did it, I don't want to half-ass it. So that's why it's like more of a later in life kind of thing. But I eventually that's been a dream for a while. That's a huge responsibility. And it's really yeah. kind of sad when you start getting into that. So I had an ex-boyfriend that uh, started a rescue and actually my pit bull who's laying right next to me, he, he was one of the first dogs he rescued. And, you know, and what's really hard is when you start getting into that is the people that want to like adopt the pet from you, they get, they get the, 
you know, the rescue and they don't realize that they come with a set of problems, just like a person that's been through like trauma or abuse or anything like that. Like you have to, you have to be committed to loving that animal and like you would a human being, you can't just like toss them back because they're, they're going to have their own set of, of needs that you need to like work around and love and, and, and nurture them so that they don't. So he's got a trigger. His yeah. name is Teddy. He's got yeah. a trigger, but I know what that is. It doesn't scare me, but other people are scared. You know what I mean? And it's like, I wasn't going to give up on him and I'm still not going to give up on him. I think a lot of people probably would have put him down and, and it's just, you know, you, you've, people don't real. And so for you, when you do get into that, it, that's going to be so like, so rewarding, but yet so like, like almost heartbreaking at the same time. I know that's the thing. Like, yeah, that's why I have to, if I match them with, I really don't know. I, I, yeah, matching them with families and stuff, but uh, it's the same thing. Our Bernie, he has like separation anxiety. I don't want to say it too loud to upset him. He has like oh. anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's something we've had. I, I've had four dogs. I've, and cats and you know i grew up with we used to call it like a farm even though i'm in jersey like just all kinds of pets i've never had anybody with like separate but it's really bad like he literally cannot be left alone anywhere at any time he always needs at least another dog with him we had to learn to adapt to that he has anxieties with sounds he has a lot of uh things like that but it's just it's his little things that make him special yeah exactly i would agree I, i totally agree with that so talking about your team i'm just gonna go dive back into that how do you keep your team motivated uh, so we try to do fun things. Um, so like for Valentine's Day, we have a gift exchange. We do uh, Jeopardy night. So we did a Harry Potter trivia night. We, we're doing an office trivia night. Uh, we do Taco Tuesday. So every Tuesday, the team nominates other team members who are doing a great job. And uh, I treat one of them out to for tacos or whatever they want for lunch. But I basically treat them to lunch uh, just to say thank you so much for the wonderful work. Um yeah, all, all those things. And, you know, we are remote. I have a home office and the team used to come set before COVID sometimes, but now everything is 100% remote. So keeping connected. And, oh, we, we I hired an artist to do a drawing class with us. So she did that over Zoom. That's so just cool. a lot of fun things like that to feel like a community. Yeah. I can work for you. <laughs> i'm looking yeah. for a job <laughs> i know yeah if you do writing or social <laughs> yeah we'll find out what my good fit what my fit is you know i was in sales for so many years i'm just done with it you know i'm ready to get back into leadership because sales is a burnout job and i'm just i'm not into high pressure sales i don't feel like it's necessary especially right now with the world the way it is i think it's so important to invest in relationships you know and to make that like you said make that connection you know, I mean, it, I just think it's important, but, um, is there any advice or a piece of wisdom or anything you'd like to share with the audience, maybe in regards to your, to your business or just whatever, whatever you'd like to share? Yeah. I mean, advice that I got actually from a professor who was very, very nice, but he was very blunt with this one thing that he said, and he was referring to it with writing, but it can go for anything it can go for social media marketing. Um, he said, somebody complained that they had writer's block and he said who do you think you are and it caught everybody off guard because this guy was always so nice and they're like excuse me he says you think that what you put out there is going to be perfect every time I don't want to hear that you're having writer's block just write and something will come out and you can always edit it and that stuck with me because it's true of social media a lot of people they're afraid to post because they don't think it's perfect You, you can't worry about it being perfect you have to let it be out there, let people see it. And, you know, you can improve as you go, but if you just are paralyzed by the fear 
of doing a poor job, you're never going to improve. It's never going to get out there. So, um, yeah, even though I'm type A, like you said, I do also see the value in just knowing that nothing is ever perfect. You just have to do your best, put it out there and keep improving. You're awesome. I really can't wait to see what else you do because you, I think you're going to be doing a lot of great things in your life. Marissa, can you please plug all the places that people can come support you, check your business out or, you know, whatever your TikTok because your TikToks look super fun. I see your posts on Instagram. I'm like, look at this girl. <laughs> I like watching you. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, I'm under my name pretty much everywhere. It's Marissa with an O, Marissa Schwartz. Um, so like on TikTok, uh, Marissa Schwartz, Instagram is TikTok. Uh, I mean, Instagram is Marissa Schwartz. Um, but I, I also have drrissyswriting.com. That's my marketing company. And then my book publishing company is genzpublishing.org. Awesome. Well, I'm going to start wrapping things up today. Marissa, thank you so much for being a guest on my podcast. I am going to be watching you and, and seeing what's next for you. We might have to do a follow-up. And I'm, once I start figuring things out, I might have to have a consultation with you to like streamline my social media game a little bit better. But you guys, this is your host, Deanna Kempel with Label Free Podcast. To live your best life, you must live label free. Don't forget to subscribe, like, comment, and share. And I'll be back with more dynamic guests soon.